You're listening to Wake Up Our Faith, the weekly broadcast from Uprint Faith and Personal Development. Connect with us on the web at uprint.life. Hello and welcome back to the second segment of our show. This is Wake Up Our Faith in Business. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, the co-founders of Uprint, uh, talking about how to begin to live out your faith where you spend the majority of your time, and for most, that is in uh, business. We want to thank and recognize our corporate partners for making this show possible. Uh, one of those being Chris Hutchins at Guaranteed Rate Mortgage. If you're buying or selling a home or need any assistance in regards to your mortgage, make sure you give Chris and his team a call, 910-344-0304. Also, our good friend Chris Riley and the team at Fountain Financial Associates. They are in the business of giving clients and families a better life by keeping promises as it relates to their long-term financial plan. Uh, make sure to give them a call, 910-256-8882. Also, the Honeycut Group, which is a full-service insurance brokerage firm uh, right here in Winter, North Carolina, family-owned and operated more than 10 years in the business. Make sure to give Chad and his team a call in regards to any insurance needs you have, 910-338-1773. Uh, Kev, in the first segment today, we introduced this concept of uh, provision and being the provider and the pressure that we put on ourselves right. to be the provider and the generational curse of work ethic mm -hmm. and getting stuff done. And before we closed, you brought up a really powerful point. You said Moses did not part the Red Sea. Yeah. And and it's it's awesome because I, I the exact same words came out of my mouth in a conversation earlier this week. Mm -hmm. And here's what it is. Moses spoke to the Israelites about the deliverance of God because he said the Egyptians you see, you'll see no more. Okay, mm -hmm. so he spoke the prophetic provision of God out over his you know people, mm -hmm. and here's what I think we struggle with in in American culture is once we have that word spoken, mm -hmm. instead of trusting in the Lord to do it, like you just said, we try to make it happen. Right. And so the difference is letting God part the Red Sea instead of being strategic mm -hmm. about how we gain deliverance from the Egyptians. Yeah. And so I, as it applies to business, mm -hmm. let's let's dive in from that point. Yeah. Yeah, well it's it's uh you know, uh, something that uh we, we use scripture to teach and uh it's it it, it people don't understand it. Uh because it it, it even that let, let's get out of the story uh, for a second and get into the idea that people kind of poo-poo the scripture even. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, like, it's like we get to a point where we're saying we're smarter than God. We believe he's more powerful than us, but we're actually smarter. It's humanism. And it, it, it draws from all these different areas like that, but that's a subtle view of it. Yes. It doesn't mean the person believes man is God but it means they're being pulled in that direction. For instance, uh, so I'm, what I'm doing is I'm trying to show the, the context of this thing and then plug it back in business. So we can use Moses, and you know I use that all the time, and, and, and a bunch of different ones, as you, as do you, because it's, that's our heritage. We should use that to yes. teach. But Scripture itself is God's Word, and people want to act like, uh, it's got errors and problems and all this stuff to it, but that's what what you're actually saying is is you 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 do believe you start there. Yes, I believe, and then, but then someone says, well, you know, I say to people, well, do you believe God spoke the world into existence? That He just did it? Well, yeah, I do. 
And then, uh, so what you're saying is you don't actually believe Scripture, uh, but you believe that. W what you're really saying is, and my question would be, is it harder for God to create a book to say whatever he wanted or to speak the world into existence? And, I mean, where do you go with that? Mm. You can't argue this, even using logic. So even logic unseats this whole thing about it's about man and the glory of men. All right, that's big picture stuff. Let's take it down to practical day-to-day -day level and deal with something like uh, betrayal in the office. Okay, Betrayal is something that presses right on uh, those nerves. Yes. You know, those, and if you've got strongholds going on, mm -hmm. then you go, oh my gosh, how am I going to make this right? And, and all that. So you go from way out here of, did God speak the world into existence? Uh, well, of course he did. Absolutely. I believe that. Well, then you have to believe that he made the Bible exactly what he wanted to, because that's a whole lot easier than that. Right. right. So you can't argue this. So when you go all the way down to something happens in the office or in a corporate environment where there's betrayal, mm -hmm. what do you do with that? You know, what do you do with it? And uh, most people are hurt by that. Mm -hmm. And man, I sure am right there with you. But, but then what do you do with it? How do you, uh, if you are a son or daughter of the living God, if you are, you know, Jesus is the son, we're right behind him in line. He's our big brother in a sense. How do we deal with betrayal? Well, it's not just a matter of behavior and looking at Jesus and saying, well, this is how he did it. You have to take that next step and realize, no, he lives in me. Yes. And he will take care of this. So I just need to let him out. All right. How does that look? Mm -hmm. So you may immediately want to crush someone or fight back. Yes. But, but Jesus, the spirit of the Lord will give you pause and help you see it. The, through through his eyes, mm -hmm. so it's about seeing it from his perspective and living in that perspective, even in the office, even around the water cooler, even when you're betrayed. And we can talk about what it looks like more, but you see, it's it's not a it never ends. It's mm -hmm. big, and right now, in but the it moment, has great application in the moment. Yeah, and in a difficulty. Yeah, you can't just say, "Well, this is business," and that's my faith over there yeah you know the best compartmentalizers are serial killers yes <laughs> i don't want to be crude but if you live in in a pie world where this is that pie and this is that you know who does that better than anybody or, or people who are serial killers yeah i mean that's that's pretty perverse well it shows how graphic it is when you start to let that in yeah, um, you know, I, right, I, I, right. I, that's not God. Yeah, well, it's like I told a guy today. Um, we were talking to him this morning over breakfast, and he was talking about worry and fear and worry and fear and these things he's living in. Right. And I said, "Do you do heroin?" And he kind of like perked up and he goes, <laughs> "No, I don't do heroin." Yeah. And I said, "Why do you not do heroin?" And he's like, "Because it's harmful for me and yeah. it would hurt me." That's great. And I said, "Okay, then that's why good. do you do worry?" Yeah. I said, "You doing worry and fear is." It's just like shooting heroin into right. your veins. But you've believed right. that heroin is dangerous yeah. and worry and fear is not. That's right. So your problem is, is your mindset toward it. Yeah. And, and we let all these things in because we don't have a proper mindset That's right. toward how damaging That's they right. really are. Yeah. You know? It. And it meaning meaning we can't yeah. separate our work and our and mm -hmm. our faith. Yeah. So so you know, in this business uh, context, 
what are some of the most difficult things? And I, I named betrayal. Yes. And that is something I have experienced uh, personally in, in, in my business in a variety of ways, from mm-hmm. partnerships to uh, you know having money stolen. I had a guy writing checks out of my business. He had a signature stamp. I learned never to do that. But he was taking care of my accounting for me, and he, was, he started a whole other business using thousands of dollars of money that was coming in. And we didn't know about it for a long time, but the betrayal yes. is huge. And I, what I like to, to say is this is the greatest test of compassion. Yes. Because this is uh, the most valuable lesson mm. or exercise to help you understand how, to, how not to try to strive to be like Jesus, but simply to let him out to take care of it. Mm. And he will. Betrayal is the greatest test of compassion, and and it's almost like it is. It, it's almost like God wants to take us as deep as we're willing to go, right. and so even in a betrayal, we have great opportunity yes. to exercise right. and express right. the grace and mercy of God. Yeah, and that doesn't mean you, you become you're, you're not appeasing Hitler. Yeah, you, yeah, this, the, <laughs> you're the not saying thing. that's the, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But so how do you bless your enemy? How do you love people? How do you do that in that environment? And, uh, you know, and so we've got, I've got a bunch of examples, but, but, the, but the point is, is you're letting God lead the way mm-hmm. he, and trusting that he will. This yes. is the mind of Christ. It's like the cloud. He'll give you the words in the moment and he'll show you what to do. But if you're leaning on your own intellect, which he says don't do, mm-hmm. then surely you're going to fall in this camp or that camp or the other. And some of it's right, yeah. maybe, but a lot of it isn't, and you're going to miss something that could change lives. Yeah. So, so I again. This is deep stuff. But it's so good. It's, it's so important. But though. it's exactly where our culture is right it now. Is. And and here's 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 the case in point is um, just just being on social media this morning. I saw somebody, and it was in regards to an election situation. Oh yeah. And and they basically put like revenge. Like it's time for revenge. Yeah. Basically, like their party or their people haven't been, exp- you know, represented, right. and now they got somebody in there, and it's like revenge. And I thought I was yeah. like, God is never about revenge. Right. He's right. about restoration. Right. And yet, yet we, anytime we feel revenge, that's not coming from the Father. Right. We cannot give that a foothold in our heart. Right. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, you mentioned. Uh, Righteousness and the way I look at righteousness is it, it's not righteousness isn't doing everything right. Yes, it's uh, believing that God does everything, everything right, right and then yielding to that. Amen. This is about yielding. Guess what? We're the bride in this deal. We, <laughs> you know, women get to be the sons with us, right? But we got to be the, the bride, bride too. So it's all that. I mean, I'm joking about all yeah. that, but but it is a position of, of surrender. And submission, but it's beautiful because we have an incredible uh, Father who just He created us, He loves us. We're, he, we're it's intimate. Um, it, it's we've got to live even in our business world that God has this, and not only does He have it, but it's not just about that potential thing. It's about he, there is an unfolding purpose, and yes, and but you will never see it if you do not take the step. Step into it. Step again. Step again. And then things begin to, to shape up in front of you. The waters part, in other words. So going back to the Moses thing. But what we're talking about being very practical here is in a betrayal scenario, you treat it just like any other. You have to have a firm stand. Mm-hmm. There's a firmness. You have to have a gentle delivery. 
and then you always want to lead toward joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in that scenario where I had someone stealing from my company for months, uh, and it wasn't some little amount of money, it was a big deal. But we could have easily sent the guy to a prison, prison perhaps, uh, at least jail, and, uh, and, and, and we didn't. But uh, another time I might. Mm-hmm. So, but the reason I didn't is because I knew I could see why he was in that scenario. I could see it because God showed it to me. Yeah. Now, instead of just being a hard head and dealing with it, so it's, it's almost like the, the definition we give to meekness, where it's not about what you have a, a right to do. It's simply about doing what's right. Mm-hmm. And they're often different. So when you come back to this, there's a firmness. You must say, this cannot happen. happen. You cannot continue this. Yes. But your delivery is gentle. You're letting Jesus out into the room. You're not trying to figure out what is he doing mm-hmm. and looking at a bracelet. You know, what would he do? I don't, you know, he's in me. Yeah. Let him do it. He yeah. will. But you have to believe that. Right. And so then you can come from a place where I believe you're coming from heaven. You're letting the Spirit of God take over. And it always wins. But to, but you're ultimately what you're doing is you're leading people back to joy. You're going, you can either do that or you can join them in their stress. And yes. what happens, just like in that election thing, arguments. Yes. The enemy throws mud. And so we get pulled down into that intellectual argument instead of the spiritual. Uh, it, it's much bigger, uh, a spiritual argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't lose that. Uh, but but if you let yourself get pulled down into, you know, these intellectual arguments, it's yeah. just man. It's the best man has. Well, and, and that that is and it never solves anything. Yeah, that's why you've got these political parties that just like civil war going on. Well, in a way, that's why you have all these denominations too exactly. battling over doctrine. That's right. Because it becomes about intellect right. and how exactly. much man knows about yeah. you know the Lord yeah. instead of about the Lord doing what it is he right. that he promised he would do. That's right. And and I mean I, I just think I mean I know leading into next November, we're going to be in a climate in our country mm-hmm. where the temptation and the tendency mm-hmm. of American Christians is to dive into the intellectual arguments with people right. leading up to this election. Right. And like, I just feel like when we need to carry the torch of, of, of something different and not well, enter an end to that, you know, man. When people try to pull me into these arguments, my these political footballs, I'm like, well, why do you even care what I think? What's See, they want to pull you in and make you join their stress and argue it from that place. And we're not going to do that. We've got we've got something much greater here, to, and we want to lead with joy and show where God is, is doing work. Yes. And so it doesn't matter, you know, where people are. What matters is we're leaving a, a trail of Jesus, a good opinion of our Lord everywhere we go. Yes. It's not about going into that argument. It's not my battle to argue that. I'm not mm. going to stand and argue with you because I'm going to get on with the work of the Lord. Yes. And some people don't like that, but I, I, it's we're seeing victory. Yeah. You know? Hold, hold on to that. We're going to take right. a break and we're going to come back. I want to challenge this. Um, guys, wake up our faith in business. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams. We're back for more right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Matt Ham. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast, Faith in Business. If you're enjoying the show, we'd ask that you go on iTunes and leave a quick review so that other folks can see it and join us as well. Also, 
We host a monthly gathering called Faith in Business right here in Wilmington, North Carolina. If you're interested in attending that event, or if you'd like to host a Faith in Business event in your city, email us at info at uprint.life. Hello and welcome back to Faith in Business. It's the second segment of our show where we talk about how to live out your faith, where you spend the majority of your time, and for most that is in business. Uh, Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, we want to thank our corporate partners for making this show possible. One of those being Physical Therapy Services of Wilmington. This is PT Services of Wilmington.com. You can find them on the web. Uh, two offices here in Wilmington, North Carolina, 910-763-8286. If you have any needs in regards to your physical physical therapy or your health, do, do go see them. Also to our good friends at Freeman Landscaping, Southeastern North Carolina's largest landscaping and irrigation firm, residential and commercial, family owned and operated since 1992, 910-796-1166. Um, so Kev, we're, we're, we're talking about uh, arguments and, and getting into this, you know, kind of mudslinging uh, over political issues or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and you, you, you said something before, before the break about not entering into people's stress, right. doing the work of the Lord and leading yes. them out. Yeah. There is, however, this constituency of Christians who have fallen into the, the trap, I believe, uh -huh. of defending the Lord because it says in yeah, the Bible, apologetics. if you do not you know, stand up for me in front of men, right. and Paul and Peter did this and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just curious yeah. to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> he, oh. said, he said, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Why do you care what I think? <laughs> no. Look, it... There's a, it, this is how, you know, Jesus, he didn't go back and say that David was evil when he won all those battles. He didn't say the mighty men were wrong. He didn't say we shouldn't flank our enemy, you know. So we're talking about war in a sense, spiritual warfare. So when you boil all that down, what do you see? You see uh, God uh, coming through and, and it doesn't always look exactly the same. For instance, Paul talking to Greeks, well, he is, this is, this starts to get very personal. So he does not offend them. Uh, he doesn't cause them to stumble by criticizing their false gods. He goes right under and brings wisdom in mm. by, by helping you know, them see what's going on underneath. And God, man, the, listen, He's living water. Where, where does it always rush to? The lowest place. So you'd be willing to go into the lowest places and he'll come right in. So it's not a formula. It's not a one-size-fits-all. That's why that radical book was kind of jacked up. And I'm saying it. I'll say it again. It's, it's you know, but this guy kind of said something about, uh, uh, you know, you know, well, that kid in heaven is for real didn't really experience that. And, and I know that guy, and he did experience it. And so quit being all super religious. But that thing is, it comes from the same place. It's no better than, it's the same people that, you know, kind of put down Kanye West and say, well, yeah, look what he's done. Yeah. Well, look what we've all done, but look what's going on. Sure. Right? So we always have to be, have a fresh tender heart and let that heart follow the spirit and mm. God will deal with that situation because he's the genius 
and, and it's not us. Yeah. It's like the homeless guy on the corner. Some of them you need to kind of keep going. Yeah. Some of them you need to jump in and help. Yeah. But we're not smart enough to figure that out with our weird philosophies and pendulum polarized political crap. Yeah. We need to, what's God saying in the moment? You know, if you want a hero, Mother Teresa was a hero. Yeah. You know, so so, but but that's led by God. Yeah, it, it's it surpasses our understanding. Yeah, you know, and that's why He says that He says, "Don't lean upon your own understanding." Yeah, so it's not a one size fits all. Mm. You know, you may stand up in a debate, in one sense, but other time you may walk away and say. It's not my argument. Well, I, I love what you said there because, you know, essentially um, Paul responded differently to the Greeks than he did the Jews. That's right. And Jesus responded differently to the Pharisees That's as right. he did to the, the yeah. you know, the adulterer. Yeah. And, and, and even to Nicodemus, right. who was willing to be humble. Yeah. Um, but, but to add on to your comment there about um, the David Platt thing, you know, it's really interesting <laughs> about that is, and I think it's powerful. I'm not against the guy. No, just, I know. Just We're that not. whole argument. But I think, I think the point is, is he actually just released a new book. Oh. and. Okay. But, but Liz was re- reading me something out of it, and he basically said, "Maybe I've gotten it wrong." Yeah, there was a did. there was a humbling <laughs> piece in that where he said, "Maybe as the Western Church, we've really missed out yeah. on what this is about." Yeah. So I think the beauty in it is, is God is aligning His body and His people, yeah. and bringing this mindset to death right. to to birth this kingdom mentality in, in right. life. Right. Well, and you know, I'm, I'm being a little tongue in cheek, uh, kind of elbow into the ribs with this. Uh, we, we've got to distinguish uh, things like uh, war <laughs> versus these personal relationships. And when Jesus is talking about turning the other cheek and all, he's talking about personal relationships, how we deal with our world around us, which is where we spend most of our time. Very seldom do we spend time at war, mm-hmm. you know, with night vision on and, and, and guns and American sniper. Yes. That's war. And it's horrible. But there, there are times where it's necessary. So let's focus, you know, right where we are. We do need to meet people where they are. The difference is we're not bending the narrative to fit by trying to appease someone. And Paul did not do that. Paul, it's about delivery. Again, you stand firm, but you have a gentle delivery. And, but you, then you can lead them toward joy. So you, it's a long game. It doesn't mean it's an overnight thing. But it, you, you take a kid, for example... And you send them to their room, and it, what about it, the strong-willed kid's going to fight and beat on the door? Right. Well, you don't have to. You can either join them in their stress and continue to fight yeah. over it and beat back on the door and say mm. you stop it and all that. It doesn't do anything. Yes. So you have to say, I hear you. I'm going over here. You stay right there. And when you're ready, come on. We'll go get yeah. some food. I mean, mm. that's you can apply that in everything, especially business. Because there's more childish people in that environment, uh, I think that's where because it's where we spend our most, most of our time. time. Well, you know, and I think I think with social media and current culture, it, we feel like we have license to join people in these discussions and arguments yeah. because there's an opportunity and the freedom of hiding behind a screen and yeah. jumping in. You want to identify with something. It's it, mob rules mentality. Yeah, and, and so, but we've, we've gotten out of the business of sitting down at a table and having a conversation with someone yeah. and in exchange of just taking a side right. and treating it like war when it really is about relationship. Yeah, it is. And it, it, you no, people will not listen to you unless they know that you care what they have to say, truly. Mm-hmm. 
And everything's so fast and elevated now through technology that it's getting harder and harder. So we've got to be set apart. Yes. Uh, we've got to. The only way for us to be set apart is to quit trying to be the best man can be and accept that we're children of the living God and let him do it. And he will do it, man, in a way that astounds people. Yes. And I've seen that in my own life. And I mean, it's the red pill. You can't go back. Yeah. But it's way better. But this is how we lead. This is kingdom mentality. Christians need are supposed to be the best at what they do. We're not supposed to shy back. But but it's not about effort and the greatest generation and look at what I did. It's about look what he did and he's doing it through us. And come on in, let's go. Yeah, that right there is how you can lead a business. And we see some out there. I mean, Chick Fil A is a great example. Yeah, it's firm, gentle, joyful. It doesn't matter. They take their stand where they need to, but they have people lined up around the block every time you see them. Yeah. That's God's favor. Absolutely. You'd rather have that than being a genius on your own, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, so, you know, it's 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 much better to improve your listening skills than your intelligence, I guess, is, is yeah. what we're saying. In the context of business, whether you're dealing with betrayal or, you know, that's I, I name that because that's like the worst thing sure. you can feel where someone has harmed your business, taken your clients, stolen from you. It hurts. Yeah. And you don't have to, like, appease it. Yeah. But you don't, you don't have to let it pull you in either. God will redeem that. So you have a, an opportunity. That's what you said earlier. You know, I, I, you wrote down on your pad here. I want to tap into this word leadership because that's kind of um, inextricably tied to this concept of faith and business, right? Yeah. And it's about leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of us maybe get off track with trying to be a leader right. instead of being the follower first, yeah. right? I mean, like Jesus sure. is the head. Absolutely. And so we yes, have to have a, an uncompromising, yielded posture to following yeah. him as an That's example. Right. But that, in essence, is what grants us this leadership, authority, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, I think it's an interesting upside-down mm-hmm. you know, perspective of how we approach leadership. Yeah. Well, in the same way in the provider scenario, we're the conduit through which God provides. Uh, women don't produce children. Trees don't produce fruit. They bear it, and we bear God's Spirit. That's being the hands and feet of Jesus. We're in the earth. He's in heaven. Jesus isn't walking around right now in the flesh. I mean, it's like we're waiting for him to show up and come take over the argument because he's smarter than we are. Well, what we're saying is, no, he's God, and we're his vessel. He lives in us. We're not him, but we're like him when we let him through us, and it always wins every time. The problem is people are impatient, so we get wrapped up in our own will. The devil sucks us right back in in the how and the how long, and then we miss the opportunity. But you want to change people's lives? Know that you're a vessel. Walk around. Just let him out wherever you go, mm. and it will work. Yeah. And you could go, wow, this is amazing. How, how, I never knew God was this good. Mm-hmm. Well, he's better than that. But, but that needs to be applied to business um, because our job is to be the church and forward the kingdom, especially in business. I get really tired of hearing people try to separate those things. And God didn't do that. Yes. Why would we? Why would we not want our faith to be lived out in business? Yes. That's kind of perverse. Well, and, and, and what we stand on organizationally and, and 
from a belief perspective is that God is redeeming business for the kingdom. Yes. And he is right. he is sowing seed into the hearts of legitimate men and women, sons yeah. and daughters, right. and he's planting dreams and genius inside of Absolutely. them that he wants to birth into the world for yeah. his glory. Yeah. And so we want to be about that and foster that and recognize it in people and champion it. Well, so when you go back to this idea of leadership, it, it's when you know that he's living through you, and, 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 and it gets real granular through your own gift sets. It starts to take on. It's a hymn in you, mm. and it's the hymn that comes out of you, but it starts to look a little bit like you too in your gift sets. You know, we get to kind of take part in this one body, many parts. But w- what you start seeing is um, everything starts to work together, and, and it, it's just, man, it's such a beautiful thing. It, 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 but it's, it's not hard it's not some effort and it it's not and it then it's not a second place well it's all about my gifts it's actually you see the anointing of god working that water just flows through but the enemy's always coming along trying to undo it so we have to be ready for that and that's why we need to be free from the strongholds and the rejection but we're meant to redeem business yes it, 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 God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, which is a, another way of saying he owns it all. Mm-hmm. And in him all things consist. So if you're a believer, if you're not, that's fine. We can be friends. But if you are, you can't afford to not step into this. Yes. Otherwise, you're, you're just shortchanging not only your spiritual life, but you, even down to uh, the great provision that he has planned for you. To, for you to accomplish why he made you. Yeah. It's already provided for. You know, we yeah. see it when we step in. It, it's beautiful. This morning uh, um, I opened in Psalm 50 and mm. take to heart the things that you teach, and that is writing out the Psalms. Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah, and, and giving yourself the ability to feel yeah. what he said. And, and I love what the yeah. Lord says here in Psalm 50. He's like, uh-huh. I, I don't want your sacrifices because it says, every beast of the forest is mine. Yeah. But it says, what I do want is your thankfulness. Offer me an offering of thankfulness. Amen. And I love that because it was like the cattle on a thousand hills. He's like, I own your business. Yeah. I own the relationships. Right. I whatever. What I want from yeah. you is your thankfulness. Yeah, that's it. And going back to this concept yeah. of we as Christian people have forgotten that thankfulness and joy yeah. is our heritage. That's that right. we should be the ones... That's the sacrifice we bring. And that's why when we get in front of people in a a discipleship capacity or mentoring or coaching or whatever you want to call it, one of the first questions we ask is, what do you want to wake up and experience every day? Mm. Because it's not, you know, people have vacations and all these things they want to do, and and everybody likes that, but you got to get to the heart of it. you got to get all the way down to who were you in the womb Mm. and then build back up. And then you start seeing, oh, my gosh, these are great responsibilities, family and all this, and our spouses and children. They're wonderful. They're blessings. But purpose is deeper than that. And uh, so we don't want to shortchange it by identifying ourselves with something that is a second-place deal. Yes. Uh, so God wants to remove all the stuff that's on the throne of our heart so he can sit there, and then it'll, all things will start to work together. But business especially... Yes, but it doesn't see it's not tangible when business is strictly about money instead of coming from passion and joy and fulfilling and blessing the lives of others. 
then it, we're, we're shortchanging ourselves. We're taking mm-hmm. a side street, in other words. Yeah. And, it, it, and that's where, you know, comfort and mediocrity go hand in hand. Mm. Fantastic stuff. Guys, what a, what a great show today, uh, the, as they tend to usually be. <laughs> it's just so much fun to, to dive into this stuff and to go deep and wide because that, uh, that is how our Father is, right? Uh, deep calls to deep, as we say. Yeah, man. So, um, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. would love for you to connect with us online. It's uprint.life. That's Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. We'd love to have a conversation with you. Schedule a discovery call. Get plugged into our portable faith community and start walking out your faith between Sundays so that you can begin to discover and develop who he's created you to be and how to step into it. So, uh, Matt and Kevin, man, you guys have a great week. Uh, We'll see you next.